Well, make yourself comfortable. If you dressed up, well, as comfortable as you can. Um, my family's in pajamas, so they're beating everybody at the comfort game. Um, welcome to Living Streams. It's good to have you here. Thanks for braving the elements. You brave Phoenicians. You made it all the way through some rain to come to church. It's amazing. Thanks to all those joining us online. No comment. No, just kidding. Um, I know that people are home for lots of different reasons, but thanks for taking the time to join us. Um, it's good to be together and to get through another year, get a little another year further away from 2020. It's kind of the new, the new joy, <laughs> but it's also one year closer to Jesus coming back to take us home. Um, so th as we've been going through um, this uh, Christmas story, we've been thinking about different things. It's just cool to hear the Dianu reality, kind of adding to what Jesus did over and over again. And and as far as Christmas goes, I know you guys have been adding to Christmas over and over with every gift that you buy, with every meal that you prepare. And I know some of you have some more stuff to do tonight because you're procrastinators. No, because um, there's a lot to do. So maybe you got to build a bike tonight or something. That'd be cool. Maybe you got to prepare the cinnamon rolls. Um, don't forget, because that's a big deal for us. That's my mother-in-law. She does great cinnamon rolls and just want to make sure she's reminded to to do those tonight. Some of you might be actually like working up the courage to ask your girlfriend's dad if you can marry her. Sorry if I blew the surprise. Um, there's lots of different things going on and, uh, and so we'll, we'll go through this quickly but uh, I don't want us to miss what Jesus is doing and, and Christmas really is about Christ and if you notice our service was a little different maybe than, than the normal Christmas service, Christmas songs. We're really trying to focus in on Jesus really trying to make sure we remember Christ of the Christmas. And, and what's so interesting is that God himself, as he was preparing to send his son, as Jesus was, was preparing to come to incarnate into human flesh, as God was going to take on human flesh in this experience in this night that we're celebrating, God wanted to make sure nobody was missing it. And so he would send his angels. And I've been thinking a lot about the angels this time around. And how God literally was sending angels to make sure people didn't miss Jesus. He sent an angel, Gabriel, to Zechariah, the priest in the temple, because for some reason the priest in the temple was probably going to miss Jesus. Sad to say. And his wife, Elizabeth, she was visited with these different signs. And then Mary got a visit from an angel to make sure she didn't miss what was happening. To let her know what was going on was God coming close. And Joseph, an angel had to come and kind of help him not make a big mistake and get the Christmas story all messed up and forever be remembered as that guy. <laughs> and I just thought it's awesome to see all these angels. And honestly, I, I've been praying this week that the Lord would send his angels to us so that we wouldn't miss Jesus and what he's wanting to do in our lives. And speaking of angels, you can go a lot of different crazy ways. I mean, when I was in college, I used to, you know, it's, not, it's a little embarrassing, but the bumper stickers, angels are watching over you. Have you ever seen those? We, always, we thought that was really funny. It's kind of irreverent, but we used to take those and put them on our friends' cars on the front of their bumper where they don't, you don't really see it, and we'd just see how long they could last on there. It was kind of a joke. Um, but I've been thinking about angels, and I was starting to think about in my own life, like, have I ever seen an angel? Because if you read through the Bible, it's actually pretty common for something supernatural to show up to the people of God. 
And so I was thinking through, and I, I, I'm going to tell you a couple stories, partially because there's kids in the room. Any kids in the room? Yes. Yes, there's one. Any kids in the room? Let me hear you. I got a big job for you guys at the very end of the service, okay? So don't fall asleep. Or at least wake up at that point, okay? Um, but yeah, these stories. So um, one time I was, I was in high school and I went away to work at a summer camp. I was there all summer with a bunch of people I didn't know. And uh, every weekend there was about 50 of us that worked at the summer camp. And every weekend we could go off of the camp and we would basically do laundry. And then we would try and find non-camp food. That was, that was basically the whole mission. And, uh, and there was about 10 of us that were all going to the mall this one day. And uh, we were in two cars, you know, five in each car. And we, we got to the mall. And just as we were pulling into the mall, someone had got a phone call from another group um, that one of our real close friends was in. And, and the five of them were driving a different way. And as they were going, they actually ended up crashing into a lake. And four of them survived and, and, and one of them didn't. And this was someone who was really dear to us. And, and it was just this horrific moment. And, and the, there was two girls I remember in the group um, who were really, really distraught. They were really close with this, with this young man. And, uh, and I remember just kind of everybody didn't know what to do. Everybody was overcome. There were kind of like moanings and crying and all these things. And out of the corner of my eye, I saw this lady come up who was well advanced in years. That's what Zachariah says about Elizabeth. So it's in the Bible. So you're allowed to say that about people. Um, she was well advanced in years, and she comes walking in, and, and she just kind of like, I don't know, she just like nuzzled her way through everybody and got right to these two girls and just was like, what's going on? And she was just bringing so much comfort and so much boldness, and, and, and she heard for what was going on, and she was, you know, comforting them, and she said, can I pray for you? And she prayed for them. And, uh, and I remember as she turned to leave, she, we, we, our eyes kind of met for just a second, and I, and I saw she had this necklace that in silver it said, Jesus is Lord. And right as she turned to see me, I mean, the sun or whatever just hit it, and it just like, I remember it just like lit up really uniquely for just a second. And, and I thought, oh, that, that was interesting. But she kind of walked off, and I, was, I didn't really know what to do in this moment. My head was all cloudy, and and I just remember a few seconds after she left, I looked over just to kind of go like, that was so interesting, and, and, I, and she was gone. And then I was like, that was really interesting. And so then I said to everybody, I was like, where'd that lady go? And so we all just kind of looked around. We were walking around trying to find her, and none of us could find her. And, and uh, again, I don't know if it was an angel. Don't know at all. Um, but that was, that was something where uh, if I get to heaven and Jesus is like, hey, man, I sent some angels your way, I'll be like, ha, ah, you didn't sneak that one by. Um, but then there was another time, it was a little different situation, but um, I was on, in college now in northern Oregon, and, uh, and I, I oftentimes would go, you know, try and watch a sunset in a park or something, just spend a little time with the Lord. And uh, Oregon, it was a day much like today where it was just kind of, you know, rained all day, and then it was just kind of like drizzly and overcast. And I was at this park, and I was, I was watching the sun go down, and um, it was starting to get dark. And I noticed, you know, I was all by myself in the park. My car was the only one in the parking lot. And I noticed a car dro drove in and parked in the parking lot, and I didn't think anything of it. I was just kind of having this time of, you know, prayer and whatever. And, uh, and I, I had a, a rain jacket on and, the, and a hood on. And, and all of a sudden, I got this, like, dread that came over my entire body. I don't know if you've ever felt that, but I was just like, oh, something is not right. Like the hairs on the back of my head 
or my neck stood up and I just like, I couldn't breathe. It was just like this moment of just complete panic. And I turned to look and see where that car was and I looked and as I turned to look, there was a man standing right here, this close to me and he was kind of standing like this. And, uh, and I, didn't, I didn't know what to do so I just I <laughs> pushed, I just was like, get out of here, what are you, I just, I freaked, I didn't know what, what else to do. And the guy, the guy kind of stumbled back a little bit and then I just saw his face kind of just like froze and he was looking at me but then he was like backing up and he just turned and he just ran, got in his car and drove off. And I was just sitting there like, what was that? And I was trying to think, like, maybe he was supposed to meet his girlfriend here. It's like, do I look like a girl? I don't want to look like a girl. I was like, come on, man. Um, was this, like, a bad guy? And he was looking to do something bad. And I, I didn't know what was going on. But then I started just thinking, like, why did he run like that? I mean, he didn't say anything. He didn't say, oh, sorry, man, I thought you were someone else. He just took off and ran. And then I started thinking, I've heard those stories from people about how, you know, they, they saw, like, the angel behind the person, and it freaked them out, and they ran, or, or something like that. And I was like, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's an angel. And, and though I can't prove at all any of those were angelic, you know, visitations or anything like that, the Bible does have a lot to say about angels. And I want to kind of talk through a little bit of this, because I think it's interesting. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14 says, Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation. So actually the writer of Hebrews is wanting the people that he's writing to to understand that there is this really awesome benefit for the people who are walking with Jesus. There is this really, really cool thing that God has done. He has created this whole angelic being to be ministering spirits to those who are inheriting salvation. And then in Hebrews chapter 13, it says, Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. And so based on this verse, if you are a follower of Christ, then I, I think you could probably say with a real safe bet that you have been visited by angels, that God has sent his angels to minister to you, to protect you, to guide you, to bring his message to you. Because that's a benefit of following Christ. Christ Jesus, as he was in the flesh, at one point he, he didn't eat for 40 days and 40 nights. He was in the wilderness. And the angel came to tempt him. I mean, the devil came to tempt him. And after that temptation, it says the angels came and ministered to him. And again, I don't know what that looked like. We don't get a description of that. But inspired by the Spirit, that's what the writer was saying happened in that moment. And all of that, but Jesus himself, when speaking to the angels, he says in Matthew 18, 20, See that you do not despise one of these little ones, speaking of children. For I tell you that their angels in heaven always see the face of my Father in heaven. And so this idea of guardian angels, you know, people get a little bit maybe crazy with it. But Jesus is alluding to the fact that all of the kids... The Father in heaven has assigned angels to them. Maybe one specific one. And maybe the angel leaves once you get old and boring. Maybe not. 
because you're still a child of God. And Jesus also said about the angels, borrowing from the Old Testament, that God will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. So there's this benefit to those who follow Christ called angels, which is wonderful, but that's not the point of this message. Jesus didn't come to earth and go through what he went through and overcome sin and death so that we could have angels. He did a lot more than that. And this whole concept of dayenu is basically this counting of our blessings. It's, it's, it's recalling and remembering, bringing to mind all that Jesus has done for us. And in Christmas, it's a great time to remember Christ, to remember what Christ has done. And the incarnation is fascinating and wonderful, but it's only the beginning of the story. I want to read to you what, what was said in the video. If Jesus had made a way for us to be with him, but had not come to walk among us, it would have been enough. If he had come to walk among us and not given us a glimpse of his glory, it would have been enough. If he had given us a glimpse of his glory and not freed us from our oppression, it would have been enough. And if he freed us from our oppression but did not make us whole, it would have been enough. If he had made us whole and not taught us how to live, it would have been enough. And if he taught us how to live but didn't show us how to love, it would have been enough. And if he had written the law on our hearts and had not set the comforter, it would have been enough. And if he had sent the comforter and not placed us in a church family, it would have been enough. And if he had placed us in a church family and had not promised to return, it would have been enough. And this is just a very, very small short list of the layers and layers of grace that those who follow Christ experience. Anybody with me? The layers and layers of forgiveness that come when we first come to Christ and then when we fail Christ. Anybody with me? The layers and layers of wisdom and revelation that come to those who follow Christ. It just keeps adding up. It keeps filling up. It keeps going. And gets richer and richer and richer. And it doesn't mean there aren't trials and tribulations. There aren't struggles and battles. There isn't divorce and heartbreak. And sin and failure. But it means it's not just those things anymore. But the goodness of God is present in those times and can continue to lead you to a place where you become an overcomer in Christ Jesus. This is God's plan for you. And most of these Christmas Eve services, I know there's a lot of people in the room that don't want to be in the room. They're in the room because someone else wanted them to be in the room. And it was enough want for both of them. And normally I'm like, that's cool. I get it. You're here. That's awesome. That's enough. Not tonight. I felt like Jesus was telling me I'm supposed to go after you. So it's not going to get weird, I promise. Unless an angel shows up behind me, but that's, I won't see it. So that's on you guys. Because there are some people in here who don't know the riches of the inheritance that Christ gave us on his death and resurrection. 
Maybe you've heard stories. Maybe you've just tasted it a little bit. But Jesus wants you to know that he can set you free from your fear, from your anger, from your confusion. He can make your heart strong again and whole again. He can get you to a place where you really believe that you are forgiven for what you have done. And he can set you free from fear. And right now you have a decision to make. You're either going to take a step of fear or a step of faith. It's really the same thing, just in different directions. Fear just diminishes. Fear blocks. But just on the other side of that fear, the fear of being embarrassed, the fear of becoming a weirdo like that guy on stage. The fear of losing control. The fear of having your mom say she was right. Whatever fear it might be, that right now is keeping you from the inheritance of salvation that Jesus Christ wants to give you. It's not worth it. Jesus is knocking on your heart and he wants to come in because he's got some really good gifts to give you. And he knows how to take you no matter what you are and make you into something beautiful. Both now and forevermore. When I was 17 years old, I don't know if an angel spoke to me. I don't know if it was the spirit of God. I don't know how. But somehow a message got into my soul and it was this. Do you want to do life your way? Or do you want to see what I have in store for you? And I thought what God had in store for me was all about in the next life. But as I begin to go God's way, as I begin to take his hand and walk with him, I realized that he had a lot of life for this life, not just for what's to come. And so we're going to do something right now that might not feel very Christmassy, but I think it's what Jesus would really love us to do. We're going to have Dave here sing a song, and we're just going to kind of be still. One of those awkward church moments. And just see what the Lord might do. So if you are a follower of Jesus and you know Jesus, just count those blessings. Just start going, it would have been enough, Lord, if you. It would have been enough if you. It would have been enough if you. And just start going through and just remembering and rejoicing in the Lord. And if you're someone who doesn't know Jesus, I want you to just be still. And see if maybe an angel might come and say something. Or the Spirit of God might stir something in you. Something might come to mind, a vision or a burden that you're carrying that Jesus wants to talk to you about. And then if you feel led, if, if you want to take that step, you can talk to him about it. You can trust him with your heart. And you can begin to walk with him. And day by day, month by month, battle by battle, pain by pain, season by season, year by year, 
you will continue to plumb the depths of his goodness and his grace. And you'll be able to amen like all these other people. I was thinking about next Christmas Eve. I, I think we should just have people come up here and just say what Jesus had done for them. Just like the whole thing. Just, just keep people coming. Just keep people coming. Just so people know the good gifts that he can give so that some might turn and receive him. There's one lady in this room over 40 years ago, she gave her life to Jesus on a Christmas Eve service. And she's re been rejoicing ever since. I don't want you to miss that. So let's bow our heads before the Lord and take a little moment and spend time with him.